Welcome to Search the Scriptures. Great to be back with all of our listeners again today. And we just are so blessed to be able to come together, open up God's Word in such a free basis, and teach those rich teachings, come to understand His will for our lives better, and all the blessings that go therewith. You know, that's special. We, never, we should never take that for granted because it's not that way in every country around the world. We are really blessed in this land to have such freedom of expression, of freedom to be able to teach God's word so openly and broadly across the airwaves. And you know, because of the technology of the internet, we are able to share these lessons not only right here in the Omaha area, and we are with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ, but we share these all over the world, literally, to anybody who has access to the internet and wants to tune in to these podcasts or these broadcasts, they can tune in and they can study right along with us. That's amazing, really, when you stop and think about it. And we're thankful for each one of our listeners right here in this area, because you are an encouragement to us, and we pray that we are an encouragement to you. We want to encourage you to do more than just listen to this program. Come and visit with us. Check us out. Study with us. Worship with us. Grow spiritually with us at the Sunny Slope Church of Christ. Also, go to our website and encourage other people to listen to these programs. And encourage them to go to our website at churchofchrist.com. Churchofchrist.com. Scroll down the home page come to our podcast button, click on that, and sign up for our podcasting. It is free. It always will be free. Let me say that again. It is free. It always will be free. We're not after your money. We want to help you get to heaven. When you sign up for our podcasting, you'll receive all of these radio programs automatically, Monday through Friday. They'll be sent right to your smart device, whatever one you choose, maybe your smartphone, your computer, your laptop, your pad, your tablet, whatever device you choose, they'll automatically go to, your, to, the, to that device. And that way, if your schedule keeps you from being able to tune in here and there, you can still listen to these programs, to these lessons. And you can encourage other people to do it in their busy schedules. They can work it in. But also, you receive a whole lot more teaching material. You'll receive all of our sermons all of our Bible classes, and a great daily, seven-day-a-week, short study, about 12 minutes each day, that we call today's Bible class. You can grow so much in your knowledge of God's Word, and thereby grow spiritually. And as you grow spiritually in your faith, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17, you should be coming closer to God, and you should be helping other people come closer to God. And our prayer is that you and many others will make up your mind to come to God all the way, his way, through Jesus Christ, repenting of your sins, confessing your faith in him, and surrendering to him in baptism for the remission of your sins, being reborn spiritually, made new, given a new start on life. That is our prayer for people all around the world and how the world needs the gospel right now. My, oh my. Share. Encourage people. Go to our website, and you do the same. Churchofchrist.com. 
Now we're going to get into the second section of this study, Abundant Christianity. We've spent the last several days going through what I have, have laid out as the first section, and we're playing off of Jesus' statement in John chapter 10 and verse 10 where he said, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Now that abundant life is in him and through him. In the first section of this study, we talked about the abundant life of Christianity. And I've entitled this Abundant Christianity. How God blesses us when we become Christians with abundant Christianity. The Apostle Paul wrote in Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3 that God has blessed Christians with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Now we know he's talking about Christians there because he says those blessings are only in Christ. And then he begins to lay those out. But again, I think it's a representative list. It's not exhaustive, not all-inclusive. And we saw that as we went further into this particular study. But Paul laid out so many there, special blessings to those who are in Christ, who are Christians, true Christians. First, we're in Christ, Ephesians 1 and verse 3. We're counted holy and without blame, verse 4. We've been adopted as God's true children, spiritually, verse 5. We have redemption, the forgiveness of our sins, verse 7. God's grace abounds toward us, verses 7 and 8. We have an eternal inheritance awaiting us in heaven, that heavenly home reserved for us, verse 11. And we've been saved and sealed with the Holy Spirit, verse 13. Those are tremendous blessings, and they go to those who are truly in Christ, to true Christians. But we've noted that there are other spiritual blessings. There are other blessings with which God blesses us by virtue of our being Christians and that contribute further to this understanding of abundant Christianity. God blesses us with abundant Christianity. We're born again, John chapter 3, verses 3 and 5. We're made a new creation, 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17. We live by the most reliable and best guidebook that has ever been made available to mankind, the Word of God, the Holy Scriptures, the Bible itself, Matthew 4 and verse 4. We also experience the most profound joy that is possible for humanity to experience on this earth, and that is being in Christ, being with God, walking with Him, and being a benefactor of all of His blessings. Psalm 16 and verse 11. Philippians 4 and verse 4, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Now again, the understanding is rejoice. That kind of rejoicing are for those who are in the Lord. We noted also that God blesses us abundantly from a physical and material perspective. And all the good things that we enjoy in life, the truly good things, are blessings from God. James 1 and verse 17, they're coming down from the Father of lights. In Ephesians 3 and verse 20, because God is able to do even more than we imagine or can think, then we can carry all of our needs and desires before him in prayer because we are Christians. 
And when Jesus talked about the necessities of life in Matthew chapter 6, in verse 33, he said, Seek first in the, the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And then also, we noted that we live in the abundance of God's grace as Christians. Romans 5 and verse 17. My, we are so blessed. But a person has to come to God through Jesus Christ to be the recipient and the benefactor and to enjoy these blessings. But when we do that, and Jesus said, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. When we come to Jesus, when we answer that great invitation by coming to him and surrendering our lives to him in baptism, we are reborn. And then we become the recipient of all of these spiritual blessings that God offers us as abundant Christianity. Now, let's look at the second section of this particular study. And that is abundant Christianity from our perspective, our perspective. Jesus again said, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. John 10 and verse 10. Through Christ, we come to God. John 14 and verse 6. And we do become the recipients of every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. And then we've talked about other blessings, and, and I think you could probably think of some others, and we could find other special blessings that God bestows upon Christians as Christians. And that's the abundant Christianity that God offers us and bestows upon us as we become Christians. But let's think now about how we should personally exemplify the abundant life of Christianity. So from our perspective, we need to demonstrate to the people all around us abundant Christianity by living that abundant life as Christians before them. In Romans chapter 15, in Romans chapter 15, let's look at verse 13. And what a great letter this is from the Apostle Paul. Romans 15 and verse 13. What does Paul write? Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now think about the three points that Paul laid out in that one verse of scripture. May the God of hope well, we could first start with, God's, with, with Paul identifying God as the God of hope. There are people out there who need hope. Huh. Let me broaden that. Everybody out there needs hope. And most people are going in the wrong direction and to the wrong sources to find real hope. God is the God of hope. But then Paul says... May he fill you with all joy and peace. Now, we talked about that in the first section of this particular study, where that's part of the abundant Christianity that God blesses us with. Remember Philippians 4 and verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. And what else is there? 
Philippians 4 and verse 7, that peace that Paul talks about here in verse 13 of Romans chapter 15, Philippians 4 and verse 7, made, God gives us the peace that surpasses understanding. We keep hearing about peace in the world. People needing peace, people seeking peace. Let's pray for peace. Well, they're talking about a different kind of peace, and they're looking for that peace from different sources. They're talking about diplomats from different nations signing peace treaties. They're talking about nations deciding that they're going to be friendly toward one another, and they're not going to make war against each other anymore. Well, no, that's good, but that's not the, the most profound peace that we can enjoy and experience. You see, God offers us a peace that surpasses all understanding. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Philippians 4 and verse 7. If we can, if we can really grasp and make that peace, and that's a spiritual peace, and it's only for those who are truly in Christ, those who are true Christians, according to the New Testament teachings, if that is our real peace, our inner peace, then you know what? If people will embrace that peace and be recipients of that peace, then peacefulness between nations will become a natural. It'll be automatic. But if you're just seeking peace on a human basis and level, then you're missing the most profound and lasting and meaningful peace. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. We use that word hope in different ways, don't we? Well, I hope I will do a good job on this exam. The high school student says that. The college student says that. The job applicant hopes that he or she will get that job that they're applying for. I hope that this girl will say yes when I ask her out on a date. Or I hope he will ask me out on a date. See, those are desires. Sometimes they're wishes and dreams, and some, sometimes hope expressed in those terms are unrealistic. I hope I'm going to make a million dollars before I die. Well, maybe you will, but is that realistic going in the direction that you're taking right now in your life? with the self-discipline that you're exercising. You see, sometimes that kind of hope is unrealistic. But the hope that Paul talks about here in Romans 15 and verse 13 is a hope that is centered in a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Now, this world is going to pass away. The scriptures are abundantly clear on that. John the Apostle wrote in 1 John chapter 2, verses 15 through 17, that this world is passing away. 
and that the things of this world are passing away. Peter the Apostle wrote in 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 10 that this world is going to be burned up. That'll be by judgment from God as the Lord comes again in the final day of judgment. So this world is not the place of real hope that is lasting and abiding and most meaningful. That hope is only found from God through Jesus Christ, being a Christian, being a true follower of God. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. You see, when we have that hope, then we'll have joy and peace. That you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And we can have abundant hope. We can abound in hope. No matter what may confront us, we don't have to be beaten down by it. We don't have to give up. We don't have to be forlorn and feel like failures because we know that we ultimately have the hope of an eternal home with God and Christ in heaven. Eternal life, eternal salvation. As Christians, we have reason like nobody else to abound in real, real, genuine hope. In Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 19, we find that this hope is an anchor for our soul. Hebrews 6 and verse 19. For men indeed swear by the greater, and an oath for confirmation is for them an end to, of all dispute. Thus God, determining to show more abundantly to the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath that by two immutable things in which it is impossible, it is impossible for God to lie, we might have strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold of the hope set before us. This hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which enters the presence behind the veil. You see, people need this hope. Where are they going to find it? Well, the answer is through Jesus Christ. But how are they going to learn about that hope? Through us. Through us. As Christians, we need to live that hope before everybody around us. We need to teach our children. We need to exhibit it to our spouses that we have this hope from God, this hope of eternal life, not a wild wish, not an unrealistic dream, but an expectation because it is the promise of God. It'll be fulfilled in eternity. And oh, the world needs that hope. They're looking for some kind of reassurance in a whole lot of unfulfilling places and through a whole lot of unfulfilling sources. Some people turn to drugs. Some people turn to alcohol. Some people just try to find it through all kinds of shallow relationships. Some people try to find it through some, some professional achievement in their job. But you see, all of that is temporary. 
It's of this world. But God is eternal. And his home, he tells us, will be our home if we walk with him through Jesus Christ faithfully in this life. The world needs that hope. They're groping around for it. There are many who are suffering mentally, psychologically, emotionally, and certainly spiritually because they don't have this hope. We need to be the mirror of that hope before everybody around us. We need to be exhibiting this aspect of abundant Christianity before everybody before whom we live, with whom we might work, and before everybody with whom we come into contact. People need to see Christ in us. And through Christ is the hope that everybody needs and everybody is looking for, but they're missing in most cases. Remember that Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 and 14, that the way to heaven is through a straight gate and along a narrow path, the pathway of God's truth. Truth is narrow. Most people, he said, are going through the wide gate and traveling down the broad way through life, which is the way that leads to eternal condemnation. It's the way of unrighteousness, sinfulness, ungodliness, unfaithfulness, wickedness. It's the way that they're being led by the devil himself. People need to see the way of hope through our living in that way. We need, through our lives and our example and our influence, to show them abundant Christianity the abundant Christianity that we're living and enjoying. We'll come back and study some more next time. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for blessing us with abundant Christianity as we have become Christians. Now, Father, help us to show everybody around us through our lives that abundant Christianity. Help us to influence others to come to you for that incredible blessing through Jesus Christ. Guide us and guide mankind at this time, Father, please. Please forgive us, gracious Father. This is our prayer in Christ's name. Amen.